Hi, I'm Robin Birkin and welcome to the Fertility Warriors podcast, a place for women struggling to conceive to find emotional support, conception advice and real talk. To me, being a warrior means true glory is in rising every time we fall, having the courage to be afraid and being ready for whatever challenges cross our path. So welcome, warrior. You're on your way. I promise to support and guide you on every single episode. Let's begin. Hi, warriors. I've recorded this podcast so many times now and I keep uh, picking up the wrong microphone. Uh, like all my computer keeps picking up the wrong microphone. So therefore it gives me crappy sound. So this is the time, y'all. This is the time that this podcast is going to go right. And because it's such an important topic, so I'm really excited to share it with you. I'm going to talk a little bit about some pieces of research. But before we start, if you haven't heard, if you haven't heard, first of all, you've been living under a rock. But if you haven't heard, the doors are currently open for my signature program, the Fertility Warrior Intensive. This is my 12-week mind-body program that is designed to help you feel calm, confident, and empowered in the midst of your trying to conceive journey. Research has shown that mind-body programs can pretty much double things like IVF success rates. It can improve live birth rates, retrieval rates, egg quality, all sorts of different things. But most of all, it can have a really positive effect on you I surveyed people on my Instagram stories and 76% of you said that you felt like a hot mess. And I'm here to let you know that I know from experience that it doesn't have to be that way. It is such a hard, hard process to go through. And I think as women, we often tend to put ourselves last, but that has to stop, okay? Because this is your future baby. Think of the environment that you want to bring your baby into, and I really want to help you bring your baby into a super calm, peaceful mama who feels really empowered and knows that everything is going to work out on her journey. I want to help birth, for want of a terrible word, a woman who is calm through pregnancy and calm through motherhood as well. As I said, there's so much research out there to show that there is such a positive impact on your fertility in terms of being able to reduce your anxiety. And it's a 12-week program. It's so comprehensive. And it's not just the 12 weeks of like modules and things like that. We also have guest expert interviews from brain care specialists to clinical psychologists to sexual empowerment coaches, a former stripper, a naturopath, all sorts of different like interesting people. We have a beautiful bespoke yoga series by the lovely human Darian Mini. We have a few other bonuses up our sleeve. We have ebooks, meditations, all sorts of things as part of this program. It really is your whole toolkit. It's everything that I wished I had on my journey instead of spending the last eight years trying to learn this stuff, spending lots and lots of money, you know, creating the group, speaking with people, all the things that I've done. I want to help you get there sooner uh, and faster. And I want this to impact your journey right now. If you want to hear from one of our previous, I guess, 
students in the e-course, then check out my last podcast with Rebecca and you'll really see how big an impact the course had on her life. And I'm so, so proud that she had did the work and was really able to take herself from, you know, like A to B on her journey. You can also go to my Instagram.com slash Robin Birkin to learn a little bit more about the intensive, but most of all, the best place to go to read some of the research to see what some of our past enrollees have to say, exactly what is included in the program is to go to robinburkin.com slash warrior. We talk about everything. We talk about how to improve your relationship, how to overcome that fear. I know that so many of you have that fear that you're not worthy of becoming a mum or that you never will become a mum or that your life won't hold purpose if you don't become a mum. We talk about how to manage the guilt, all sorts of different tools. There's 12 modules. So there's a lot that we cover, guys. And really, like I cannot say enough that I just know that this will be helpful on your journey. So robinburkin.com slash warrior, but really get onto it soon because the doors are only open for a very short period of time, like as in like 48 hours before the doors close. So you really need to get in there ASAP if you are considering joining and if you would like to learn more. So today I want to talk to you about why I guess the stress that you're under is not your fault, why what is going on for you on a physiological level, so in terms of whatever condition you have, how that might be exacerbating things. But if we had one overarching thing that we could aim for on our journey, rather than having this scattered approach to improving our fertility, trying to look at, okay, well, what supplements am I going to take? Okay, well, what diet? I'm so confused about diet. Okay, what am I doing now? If we had just one overarching principle, that would be so helpful, right? And if that one overarching principle could help us improve our fertility, could help us reduce the stress that we're under, could help us, you know, like on such a big level, could help us determine what diet was best for us, what would that be? Okay, and that's what I want to talk to you about today. And that is inflammation. So much of what is going on for us with infertility, so many conditions, like as more and more research comes out, they're pretty much saying, okay, actually pretty much all of the conditions that are associated with infertility or most of the conditions. So even when it, like when we talk about PCOS, when we talk about endometriosis, when we talk about autoimmune conditions, adenomyosis, um, so many conditions that we have in terms of infertility, are associated with chronic inflammation, okay? Even when we look at people who do not have some of these conditions, there is often a higher level of oxidative stress there, which is related to chronic inflammation. And also, just generally, as a society, we are plagued by chronic inflammation as a result of the toxins we're exposed to, as a result of our diet, as a result of stress. And we'll talk about stress in a minute. But chronic inflammation, you know, if you can reduce inflammation, like if you had one goal, one aim, one thing that you were going to focus on, it would be to reduce inflammation. And then that has a flow-on effect to everything guys, from egg quality to the pain that you might experience that is associated with things like endometriosis. So 
you know, when we look at inflammation, I guess, what is it? It's not a bad thing to necessarily have times of acute inflammation, right? So inflammation is basically when your body, it's, it's a physiological kind of thing that your body releases white blood cells and these other things, the name gets me every time. They begin with a pH, something like like phygols. I don't know. It reminds me, the word reminds me of phlegm, but it's not obviously phlegm. But these little things that go around your body and they like eat up the nasty shit that's going on. So you cut your knee, right? And then like it gets inflamed. So it gets red, it gets a little bit painful, but your body's rushing in and trying to like help repair what's going on, right? So, but what happens is, we can end up sometimes with chronic inflammation. So what happens is the white blood cells, you know, that have flooded our system, these like little Pac-Man things that come up and eat up all the nasty stuff, they don't go away and they start then eating up like healthy tissue and just generally causing our body to go a little bit haywire. So we don't want that. And so that's kind of what inflammation is. But here's the thing. Inflammation has a big link to stress and cortisol. So let me just talk to you about how this might occur in your body. Sometimes we end up in these situations in our body where we have chronic inflammation. So if you have PCOS, if you have endometriosis, if you have autoimmune condition, they are basically conditions of chronic inflammation in your body, right? Let's have a look at cortisol and what cortisol does. And then I'll talk about how they're related, right? So cortisol, if you were in caveman times and you were, you saw a tiger, right? And you're like, oh my God, I got to run away from this tiger. Your body has this 60 to 90 second response. Okay. So we face this thing that's going to cause our body to go into stress. And our body just has this complex hormonal cascade of events, right? That happens. Our adrenals secrete cortisol and the cortisol prepares our body to get the fuck away from the tiger. Okay. It floods our body with glucose and it inhibits insulin um, because it doesn't want the glucose or the sugar that's in our blood to then just be absorbed uh, and stored in our fat and muscle cells. It wants to use it. It's like, we're going to use this, right? So it gives your muscles, this immediate energy source, right? So it narrows our arteries. We get like an increase in epinephrine, which increases our heart rate. And then both of these together make our blood pump harder and faster. Our body starts shutting down things that are not going to help us get away from the tiger. So those are things like our digestion, So that's why sometimes people, when they get really stressed, like might shit their pants or something, or they might end up like constipated. So like sometimes when people are in really stressful situations, like you think to yourself, oh, like what are they, I don't know, maybe I'm just a weirdo that is the only person that thinks about this. Like, what are they doing about going to the toilet? But sometimes it's that actually their body shuts down digestion, so they don't really need to go to the toilet that much. (laughs) Weird things that go on in my head. But It shuts down digestion. It shuts down reproduction because you don't need to worry about falling pregnant if there's a tiger chasing you. It shuts down all sorts of things that are not going to be helping us, like our immune function, for example. It doesn't really matter if you catch a cold or not because that's not going to kill you in this immediate moment, but a tiger eating you will kill you. So your body, when you have these big fight or flight responses, our body just goes, 
okay, that's not required for immediate survival. That's not required for immediate survival, right? And we get away from the tiger. Our body goes, phew, okay, let's let our hormones go back to normal. Let's, you know, switch back on the switches for all of these other things that were going on in our body. Because also, like, when you're running away from a tiger, you want to just run fast. You don't want to think. That's why you get brain fog and things like that because your body has one goal. It's like, no, don't start thinking about all the different things. Don't start analyzing which is the best decision to make. Just actually like pick a direction and run in it. So that's what a fight or flight, I guess, scenario is. And it's exactly the same as inflammation. Like cortisol is actually an anti-inflammatory, right? But when we have chronic like stress responses, so that can be exactly what today's society is, that sometimes we have our body, our amygdala triggers our fight or flight response, but there's not this kind of definite resolution to the problem. And especially when we've got infertility and things like that, it's kind of just this ongoing hard slog. And so short-term stress, it can be like really adaptive, but then when we end up with long-term stress, such as things like infertility, we can end up with really exaggerated psychological responses. So catastrophizing, magnifying and amplifying certain things, ruminating, helplessness, right? It starts to really impact our coping skills and we end up with basically like cortisol dysfunction, okay? Our body's not really reacting to cortisol in the right way, okay? So then when we look at inflammation and chronic inflammation and like cortisol also helps moderate inflammation. So when we have cortisol dysfunction, the inflammation that's going on in our bodies is not like being helped at all. And the study that I want to refer to today is It was basically like a report or a study put out by Ohio and Rice Universities, I think in 2015, and it looked at 200 other pieces of research that looked at inflammation and depression. And I think the title of the research was something like Inflammation Fans the Flames of Depression. And what it basically meant was that when we have chronic inflammation, so conditions like PCOS, endometriosis, things like that, Like they just make things like depression 10 times worse, right? And it's like this thing, the depression that we're under and this cortisol dysfunction then starts to impact the inflammation. So it just makes it worse. They both make each other worse. But if we come back to one thing, like, well, what can I do, Robin? What can you do? The answer is work on reducing the inflammation. If you can reduce your inflammation, that will help you manage the stress that you're under, but it will also help you cope with the pain, improve, you know, like the oxidative stress and things like that that is occurring in your body that will also then improve egg quality, improve everything else associated with infertility. So here's the thing about this study by Ohio and Rice Universities. So they did markers of, you know, like cortisol and they also did markers of inflammation in people, right? And they found that the stress that these people were under and the cortisol levels, it was resistant to traditional methods of therapy. So, 
For example, one of those was traditional antidepressants, and that might be because the depression or the stress or the anxiety is not caused by the same traditional, I guess, ways that some traditional, uh, I guess, depression, etc., is caused. But also that traditional therapy, it was resistant to traditional therapy. And we can, I guess, hypothesize why that might be all day long. It might, I suspect it might be related to the Broca's area in our brain. So when our amygdala triggers fight or flight response, then sometimes that can shut down the Broca's area in our brain. And the Broca's area in your brain is what is related to speech production, i.e. talking. So that's why sometimes when you are under incredible stress, people are like, talk it out, talk to someone. That's why sometimes it might feel really hard to logically discuss things because like you just can't seem to get the words out or you might go to therapy and then feel like you couldn't really say the things that you wanted to say at the time even though things were in your head that's why sometimes you can journal things or you can write things but when it you're trying to get it out in speech it just doesn't work and that's the brocus area and that's also because our amygdala was formed like that whole process of our amygdala was formed way before humans could essentially speak. So it kind of didn't factor that in, like our biology didn't factor that in. So that might be a reason why, but that's also a reason why the research found that there were other methods, kind of more new age mind-body methods that did positively impact cortisol levels and hence reduced inflammation. So some of those were meditation and yoga as an example. So they use those as examples of things that did assist in the process. And that's why we have programs like the Fertility Warrior Intensive. They're not just there to help you manage the stress. They are there to absolutely help you reduce your cortisol levels, but they also can assist you in reducing inflammation. And in the right way, it's not like fertility coaching. It's an e-course. You can do it at your own pace. We release the modules once a week. We have worksheets that you can work through. It gives you kind of the time and the space when you might not feel like you can talk it over with someone to be able to go through and make the shifts that you need to make to help things happen. That's why yoga is included. That's why meditations are included because, you know, there's an emerging amount of scientific research that is showing that the positive impact of mind-body programs on infertility. I hope those pieces of research gave you some hope. If we go back to, I guess, what the key takeaways are, that is that if there is one thing that you should focus on or that to make it easier, like it doesn't feel so hard when everything's so scattered, you don't know the why of like, why am I trying to change my diet? Why am I trying to do this? What should I focus on? If you just focus on one thing, reduce inflammation like if you want to google something google like anti-inflammatory diet and things like that if you you know want to look at other things look at like how to reduce inflammation but then also that i wanted to let you know that if you are feeling really stressed on this journey and that nothing that you have tried before has worked then number one you're not alone number two There's a lot of science to show that your medical condition might be exacerbating this, but also that there's hope and that there's things that you can do 
to really help make a drastic difference on your journey. I want to give you some hope on your journey. It's not your fault, guys, and you're completely normal if you feel like a hot mess. As I said before, 76% of warriors on my Instagram said that they feel like a hot mess on this journey, but also that it certainly doesn't need to be that way. If you listen to last week's podcast with Rebecca, then you'll definitely hear that. But if you look at my own story as well, if you look at the testimonials of other warriors, I was at rock bottom when I had my miscarriage. And my next cycle, in between those cycles, was when I had my wake-up call. I was like, damn girl, like you cannot keep living this way. You cannot like be bringing a baby into this world like with a body that is just so rife with stress. And I did the work, right? I started saying my affirmations, writing my gratitude journal, learning more about how to care for myself rather than just going through the motions of this journey and relying on, you know, everybody else to try and help me. And my next cycle failed. My next cycle failed, but I wasn't a hot mess. I was like strong. I was confident. I felt really peaceful. And I remember going to dinner with a friend, like we had Indian. And after we had that Indian, I looked at her and I was like, do you know what? I just know that whatever happens, I'm going to be okay. And I know that I'm going to have a happy ending, whatever that happy ending looks like. I just felt really calm about it. I'll always remember the feeling and just chatting with her outside the restaurant and thinking to myself that I had come such a long way, but not kicking myself, but kind of kicking myself that I hadn't started looking after myself earlier. So with that note, I want to send you lots and lots of baby dust and remind you that the doors for our program are closing in like around 48 hours. So you need to hop now if you would like to just learn more and check out some more research, answer your questions, see what exactly what the modules are to robinburkin.com slash warrior, robinburkin.com slash warrior. Can't wait to see you next week and I'll speak to you then. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Fertility Warriors podcast with me, your host, Robin Birkin. If you would like more tools, resources, and courses to help you survive your journey, please head to robinburkin.com. And if you like this podcast, please share it with others. I look forward to catching you at the next episode.